Hey, how's it going, guys? I see we're a man down over here. David, uh, you know, uh, you know what? No. It's right here. You're seeing here's a guy that the Chris Collinsworth slide in. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> the Chris Collinsworth slide in legendary. What's up, guys? David and I are down here in Miami, Florida. I'm not here in Miami. Christian, but I'm not here in Townsend, uh, Delaware. Hey. Let's get it, guys. So, first order of business, guys, is we're going in 60 seconds. Second segment. Uh, we gotta we gotta find this out. We're gonna try to go as fast as we can. Been on vacation this week, so Christian, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up. Since David and I are sitting next to each other, we're gonna do the drinking. Christian's gonna read off this segment. So, Christian, this is just tell us. This tell is us weird day. Day. I feel like Nick's being really quiet right now. Oh, I am. Sorry, guys. All right. All right, guys. I'm gonna um I'm gonna kind of speak through this a little bit slower. I know we're going fast here, but I'm gonna go a little slower because I didn't have don't have a bunch of stuff typed up, and I gotta pull it into sixty seconds. So, you guys ready? Just tell us, games. On your mark, get set. Today's sport we're gonna be talking about is gonna be called Buzkashi. Buzkashi translates to goat dragging, and it is the national sport of Afghanistan, and has found popularity in many places throughout <laughs> Asia. The sport has players mounted on a horse with the aims of the game being to drag a goat carcass or a similar animal uh, through obstacles and then throw it into a circle at the other end of the playing field for a goal. It can also be a very physical sport with enormous groups playing at the same time, so it certainly is not for the faint of heart. The sport draws huge attention of fans for games and many of the best riders are even sponsored by wealthy Afghanians. The game was banished at one point under the Taliban rule, but is now being played again and is regulated by the Afghan Olympic Federation. Time's up. Did you say this was uh, horse cocking? No, it's double. It's called. It's called buzkashi. You said goat dragon, right? Goat dragging, yeah, like you dra- you tie like, a dead goat, yeah, like tie a dead goat to the back of a horse. That reminds you, that, yeah, that reminds you when I was uh, dragging my goat across your face. Oh, we got him, got him. <laughs> so, so that's gonna get us into um, our punishment. Uh, well, not you know, it's not punishment, but bet of the week. Uh, Christian put one out there last week. His pun, his bet was. There was going to be seven sweeps, and I believe there may have only been two. Yeah, one was one is actually the Phillies. I was very surprised that the Phillies swept this last week. So very surprised. But his punishment, because it was Fourth of July, we missed last week. But we're planning on uh, doing this kind of like Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Uh, shout out Joey Chestnut, still a beast. He's got to eat five hot dogs in a minute and a half. So we're going to call him Joey Chestnut just because he likes nut on his chest. Look, wow. I mean, how do you know? But listen, before we get started here, what do you guys think it's going to take me to do this? Five minutes. Uh, I'm gonna five minutes. I'm gonna no. He's pretty. He's pretty good with the the glizzies. Downing glizzies. Yeah, yeah. I think quickest hot dog sling in the Midwest. uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two minutes and. Four and a half seconds. And he doesn't really have a gag reflex, so I can really see that happening. His past three boyfriends have told me the same. So 
So hey, and Dylan, I'll start it as soon as as soon as I see it go in. Did she say? <laughs> are you I'm, gonna, I'm ready when you are, baby. Are you gonna do like some foreplay first, or you can go right into it? Just. That's, oh, you're gonna go side. Oh, it started. You just started what? it. <laughs> bro, you're down. no, you're a champ, bro. Holy, wait, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. He's on the tooth. He's on both of those like a champ, dude. Christian Khalifa over here. He's down oh there now, dude. What the? I'm actually impressed, Christian. Well, maybe he should have been in the hot dog. Hey, I feel like you're. I feel like you missed this competition by a month. Oh my gosh, you're doing a good job, there, dude. Wow. Maybe we should. Maybe we should enter him. I think I think we should. You have to do something. What is crazy. what does Odessa think about this? Did you did that in under? Hold on, I gotta hold on. I gotta finish. He has to be done. I would. I mean, that says forty three point seven five on there. But I would honestly say you didn't start eating until like the two or three seconds. I think you may have gotten a sub forty on this hot. I dogs. think you did too because when you licked the hot dog, I started it. I know so, you did. That's just because oh. y'all motherfuckers just tried to tell me it was going to take me four minutes and two minutes. Get the heck out of here! It with the buns. Let's let's put that in there. Well, yeah, I guess we didn't have the buns. I I am honestly super impressed and also scared at the exact same time. Um, little known fact: I was actually the Trinity Christian Academy hot dog eating champ um, in, in my, my, my junior year. Um, Fun fact of the day: Yeah, I got a I got a glizzy costume because of it. Dude, my girl popped up. My girl's sleeping in the back. But as I was doing this, she popped up and she went, Christian, what the heck? She was trying to learn from the true master. To <laughs> tell her Dude. to mind her own glizzy. You're glizzy. Dude, that wasn't, even, that wasn't even that bad. I could go for a real hot dog and watch some ketchup. Hey, there you go. There you go. So, hey, guys. That gave, gave us a little bit of a break. It's ridiculous. I can't... We're that was insane. We're a you guys, behind. you guys were not expecting that. It's the best. We're a little behind here. Um, the doves and chugs, the doves and chugs results of the week. So, in second place with a total of four, bad week this week. Holy it was God. a very bad week. Was David? Oh, I mean, Dang it. I, I, second's the best, you know, third gets the hairy chest, and first, huh? in first place. With a total of five. Very bad week this week. Christian. Nick lost the game. Oh, I thought I lost. I want to I wanna appeal this because another game got postponed. Oh, Yankees that, that was, Cardinals. Yeah, Yankees Cardinals. And I really think the Yankees would have won that if that was the case. Yankees, won the, the Yankees won. won the second game. I know, but they lost the first game by a lot. I think the final was like 11 to 3 or something like that. Um. But did you tally how Dylan did? Dylan also had three. That's bad. So it wasn't. Dude, it wasn't nice. Three. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's so bad. sick. Actually, I don't even think he had three. Had something like that. I didn't. I didn't tally it completely. Is this my second win all time? Um. All that matters is that two in lost. Two in All that matters. Uh, I only have one loss on the year, boys. So I want to throw this out here because I was going through it, and I should DQ Christian because he. Turned in. Oh, that that Brewers Pirates bet. Well, no, no, no. He turned in a unfinished tally here because he never picked a score for a tiebreaker game. Never yes, picked. Did. You never picked a score in a tiebreaker game. Yes, I, I did. Replayed it. 
I replayed it. You never can can we, like, can we somehow cut it. in the clip right here? You, <laughs> just, it doesn't I'm, 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 you're I'll gonna have to cut the clip. You're gonna have to cut the clip. I'll, I'll put the clip you're in. Lying. You're lying. But hundred percent. Hold on. Take a break right here. There it is. See, I told you right there. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm just telling you. That's where the clip's coming in. But you didn't pick a team. Well, you picked the team. You picked the Cubs to win. But you didn't pick who was going to, who was, what the score was going to be. David picked the Guardians to win 6-2. I picked the Guardians to win 4-2. Final was Guardians 8, Cubs 6. David so won it doesn't that. matter. I lost the, I lost the point oh, anyway. Hold on. That would mean you guys tied for first place. Because you get a point. You get a point if you get the tiebreaker. And you had, you were the closest one. I thought the tiebreaker was for sole purpose of just seeing who wasn't last. Wow, it's true. But still. My, my big thing is, I, I, the only thing I would protest is Christian's Cardinals Yankees bet. He said, I think the Yankees are going to win, so I'm picking the Cardinals. <laughs> Dude, I thought that was a really good argument. Who won? Technically, the Cardinals. The rain won. That's who won. But but the game that we counted, so we hey, won. Sorry, because of that, I'll go ahead and finish this for my third beer already. Yeah, so I guess we're, we have third beer at eleven ten p.m. <laughs> uh, so Christian, I guess we can start with our defensive tackles then. Yeah, the tackles. Yes, Nick, I have strict message from you that said I think defensive end. <laughs> no, I looked way. in the later. I looked in the later text. It was defensive tackles. It was okay. Well, tackles. you never, you never came back and told me it was defensive tackles. You just told me it was defensive end. So I have ten defensive ends ranked right here, and no defensive fucking tackles. Um, wow. I want to. I want to kind of. I will. I will take a partial blame from that. I am on vacation, so. We'll throw that in there. I I feel like I did this on Thursday last week. No, no, you definitely did it on Monday. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did it on Monday. That's no, right. You did it Sunday. I don't remember when you did it. You did it Sunday, but I, I don't know. Well, do you want us? Do you want us to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna see what I can find out. Go ahead. We'll go some defensive tackles. I feel like it. Defensive tackles. You know, it's really not that. Yeah, you, hard to really pick. Yeah, number one's probably pretty mm. easy. Yeah, number yeah. one's easy. But uh, I'll start out, switch it up. At number 10, one of my personal favorites, and he really wasn't on this list from what everyone was saying, and I don't agree with it. I got Vita Vea. I love okay. that guy at the Bucks. I mean, whenever he's in the game, he was hurt a little bit last year, but whenever he's in the game, he's always a stud out there, always, always doing a run blocking. He also can get to the quarterback, but he's huge in the rushing game. Number nine, and we've all seen him play. I got Javon Hargrave. Um, I think, I think 49ers, that defense, for some reason is only getting better. And now they're gonna have to worry about him also. Like that's crazy to me. I I mean, I he's gonna make a jump in the top 10 because of it. Um number eight, I got Christian Wilkins from the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins defense don't really have much there, but Wilkins, for some reason, is always able to, you know, cause pressure and always be an issue for the guards and center. 
I think he's going to have a decent year this year. Number seven, I got Jonathan Allen. Uh, can't argue the commanders have a pretty good front front line. Sorry, he's trying to take my notes over here. No, you said can't argue it. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like that. Can't uh, argue it. I mean, Washington has one of the better defensive lines uh, in the league, to be honest. Um, but I just think he's a great run defensive uh, tackle there. Number six, I got DeForest Buckner from Indianapolis. Um, I just think with him and Leonard as a linebacker, I mean, the defense – that defense could be an issue next year. Uh, I'm I'm looking for that. I mean, I think he has a, a good year. Um, number five, I got Cameron Hayward. To go along, you have TJ Watt on the outside. You have Hayward on the inside. I mean, it's just a force to be reckoned with. I think he's going to get heavy pressure to the quarterbacks. It's going to be awesome to see. Number four, I got Quinnen Williams. That Jets defense is going to be a surprise defense this year. And I say surprise because they were surprised last year, but they're going to be even better this year, in my opinion. Um, and I think he's going to be a hard person to stop over there, to be honest. Really hard person. Oh, Christian's going to be a hard person here. Yeah, so you're down in those five closes like that? <laughs> At number three, I got Dexter Lawrence. I didn't want to put him in here because he's a giant. But he's good. I don't. There's no other way to say he's a stud. One of the best ones. There's no argument. <laughs> no argument. He's one of the best in that division at defensive tackle. Number two, Chris Jones, the Chiefs. I feel like these top two are, can't be are the. T- yeah. Can't be argued. I mean, I, can't be argued. I don't know. Two can't be argued. I mean, it's, Come on, for me, it's it's kind of hard I, to argue. I, I, I agree with this one at least. I mean, it's just it's hard to argue. I mean, Jones is just an absolute interior stud. I mean, he just can pretty much do whatever he wants. You can double team him; it's still not going to matter. He can do anything that he wants. Um, not to mention, he's one of, on one of the best teams in the league. Uh, number one. I don't even need any stats or anything like that. Dude's an absolute stud. I heard that he can bench 500 freaking pounds. On David Siegbert. <laughs> there he is. Show those guns. It's Aaron Donald. I mean, yes, he, dude's been a veteran now for years. I mean, he's been in there for years, and he's always, always good. Uh, he had an off year last year, but still was one of the best last year, and that's crazy in my opinion. But – Hey, that again, I feel like one and two is kind of hard to argue there. But David, what do you got? Yeah. Um, but so number 10, we have Jonathan Allen. Um, like I said, nice. Jonathan Allen is right up there with uh DeForest Buckner's ability to cross a blocker's face off the snap and cross chop to get through their shoulder as aesthetically pleasing as this pass rushing comes. But Allen's not just a fitness sorry. I'm sorry, it's just not a fitness rusher. He also deploys a run through your face tactic to produce pressure. His ability to generate speed to power gives him a three-way go attack in QBs. Allen falls below the second tier of defensive tackles because he doesn't bring the same all-around game as the top guys, even if he might be a more dominant pass rusher than a few of them. 
Um, he ended up lower than his teammate Darren Payne in pressures, but Allen's pressure rate was still higher. He's more of a consistent run defender and then his college and pro teammate. If Allen can continue to show growth as a run defender the way he did the past season, he'll be among the tier uh, those in the tier two by the time the next year comes. Dude, this Nick, you look constipated. Well, this guy's vision. I'm trying to read this. Like I'm like <laughs> squinting trying to read that, dude. Um, at number nine, I have Christian Wilkins. Um, he's one of the most ferocious competitors in the league in 2022. Uh, he led the league with 55 defensive stops, but his ridiculous effort in making tackles well outside his area operation is remarkable. Wilkins has come into his own recently, giving us one of the best individual performances of the season against the Chargers and Niners in consecutive weeks. That can't be argued. That can't be argued. He possesses great lateral quickness, but his flexibility gives him an even greater advantage when anchoring against blockers. At number eight, I Christian have, gets great flexibility. Uh, I've seen it. Don't ask. At number eight, I have, a, I have a another one of my David's famous bias picks, um, DJ Reader from the Cincinnati Bengals. And while there is no denying that he can make an impact as a rusher, particularly in collapse in the pocket, he doesn't bring the same pop. Uh, I don't know why I said this because I don't have him on my list. He doesn't bring the same pop as someone like Vita Vey does at nearly 350 pounds, but he's ahead of Vita Vey for two reasons. First, he is, first, he is one of, if not the very best run defensive, defensive tackles in the league. The mental side of the position is often disregarded when discussing it, but he's not just a big guy who goes and big smashes. He's not going to a hole, but he can actually think through the offense. He is great at doing that. He consistently mm. puts him in the right place at the right time. He's athletic and powerful and also aids in run stuffing ability. Speaking of stuffing, Christian Inglesies. At number seven, we have DeForest Buckner. <laughs> Nobody is like DeForest Buckner. Nobody in the league has the ability to win high the, to win high the way he can. Um, it doesn't make sense as a concept, but the practice is undeniable. He's six foot seven, making improbable, <laughs> making it practically impossible not to weave in little Wayne lyrics into each blur about the interior pass rusher. You like that one? <laughs> six, seven, like seven that foot. One. Anyway, um, he finished fifth in pressures, 47 stops, ranked second in the entire NFL. At number six, we have Dexter Lawrence. Um, what makes these rookie contracts guys so special is simply run stuffers or patch specialists. They do it all. While Dexter Lawrence isn't the best among them, he might be the most impressive. He was an outrageous athlete leaving Clemson, but he can he was underdeveloped as a pass rusher and run defender. It took him a while to sharpen those physical aspects, but what his season was absolutely incredible last year. At number five, we have Cam Hayward. Um, it you know it, it sometimes it hurts putting those youngsters ahead of him because you know he's an older dude. Um, Jones and Don will be in tier one and tier two would include the next five players. And I wouldn't argue with any one of those, um, but put them at number three, but all four I have are remarkable ahead of him. Um, I put on here death taxes and Cam, Cam Hayward being at the top of every major, major statistical category for interior defenders in the NFL are for sure things. Um, he finished third in pressures, fourth in win rate, and 10.5 sacks ranked him fifth in the league. Although he didn't have the same usual production, Hayward's known as one of the best at knocking passes down at the line of scrimmage. Um, at number four, we have Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, he's a very rare breed. He's one of the wow. few defensive tackles at the NFL level. He didn't quite produce at the same level as he did in 21, um, he still hover around top 10 in most statistical categories in the defensive interior. 
Um, he had 7.5 sacks last year, and he's one of the best run stoppers in the league. At number three, we have Quinn and Williams. Um, he came in to a very terrible team, but has been putting in work ever since he's got there, even with Adam Gase as a head coach. Um, he had 12 sacks, which ranked him second in NFL among defensive tackles, and his 52 pressures were good enough for eighth in the league, along with being a very solid run defender as it relates to helping the team on a consistent basis. <laughs> He's also a playmaker. He had 32 stops, which ranked him into the top 10. At number two, again, we have another Kansas City Chief, Chris Jones. Um, you know, once Aaron Donald's gone, you can argue Chris Jones is going to be the top one in the league. Yeah. Um, he finished with 14 more pressures than any other primary in, uh, interior rusher with 77 and with the highest win rates as well. Uh, Jones has been one of the best defensive players in the NFL for half a decade now. The terrifying thing about him is he's only 28 and he's still improving. Um, so yeah. Steve Spagnolo has a great person over there, defensive mastermind. He toys with the concepts for half the regular season before nailing the defense to a point. I mean, obviously – the defense didn't do that well against stopping the Eagles, but you know they got the job done. They won, so that's all that matters. I, number yeah. one, I think it's obvious. It's probably the best defensive tackle we've seen in our lifetime. It's going to be Aaron probably Donald. Can't be argued. Yeah. yeah, this one just can't be argued. Oh. Um, he said, "Listen, he yeah, he, the gap, you know, the gap isn't as big as it used to be." Like I said, Chris Jones is coming for that spot. Um, I don't think he's the best defensive player in the world anymore but he definitely is one of the best on that side of the ball. Um, now, like you said, we, he's had a big dip in numbers as we were talking about. Um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that his team was pretty banged up this mm -hmm. past year. You know, uh, his only other guy that he had with him was Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey's gone. Oh. And, you know, Bobby Wagner, he's gone too. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he plays within that system. Do they have enough guys? He also lost um, – did, did he uh, – he had a – shoot, shoot, shoot. Sue. Sue was with him last year, the previous year as well, correct? He was, mm -hmm. he was, he was, was with him the following, like the, yeah, 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 yeah. the Super Bowl season. Yeah. So he lost another good player there as well. Um, you know, he had a late season injury, which kept him from many inside top 10 in defensive pressures, uh, pressure rate. Uh, meaning his, I mean, he was still pretty lethal, though. And obviously, we're going to round off with my honorable mentions. I have Vita Vea in there, Kenny Clark in there, Greg Jarrett, and then our boy Fletcher Cox. Gallo Fletcher, dude's always double teamed. No, I feel like he doesn't get enough respect because he's always, <clears throat> always double teamed. So is Christian. Oh, oh. he likes it from the back Jeez, and man. the front. You guys, dude, you guys are throwing the most, like, the most strays ever. And you guys were the ones who made me eat the freaking glizzies, bro. Like, imagine that. Well, we know you like, you, we know you like the London Bridge. So we just figured <sighs> he's, he's into that Portuguese right, breakfast. Bro. I know you, I know you and David are going to rusty trombone tonight. Well, why do you think we're on vacation again? And we're in Miami. And we're wearing socks. Oh, well, I'm wearing socks at least. Oh, he's wearing flip flops. Oh, dang. Oh, oh dude. So okay. David's not. Oh, no, nah, we're leaving that in. Okay. Ooh. I guess into my top 10 that I threw together in uh, about 20 minutes worth of you guys talking. I right, go through but, it quick. What do you got? All right, ready? Number 10, I got Kenny Clark from the Packers. David only had him as an honorable mention, but I have him inside the top 10. Dude's been uh, a cornerstone piece for this Packers uh, defensive team for the past while now. But uh, it was, I don't know, man. He just, his production's always there. He's always a consistent player. And uh oh, what are you guys looking at? Sorry, I'm sweaty. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Oh, anyway. Yeah, Kenny Clark at number 10. Number nine, I'm going to go Jonathan Allen for the Commanders. 
Um, another young player who's very well, very good. Uh, we saw a good jump in production this year out of him. He's going to continue to improve year after year, uh, and he's been a great pick for the Commanders since they picked him. Yeah. Number eight is going to be former Eagle, now Niner, Javon Hargraves. Uh, we saw what he could do this past season with the Eagles, and that's why he went out and got himself a nice big contract that he had earned with the Niners. Mm-hmm. Guy's just a beast. He knows how to get up the up the field, uh, stop the run, get to the quarterback. You can do whatever you need. At number seven, I have Cameron Hayward. Love the guy. This might be a little low, but at the same time, there's a lot more younger players that are coming in and that are getting the edge around him. Uh, I still, one way or another, though, believe that he is one of the most productive defensive linemen in the game, uh, and that's why he earned the spot at the seven. Number six is going to be DeForest Buckner. Uh, this is a guy who is probably the one of the best, if not the best, at getting up the field straight to a quarterback rush and stopping the run. Uh, with a great size and frame, go with him as well. Sadly, he's stuck on a very shitty Colts team, so we'll see how that pans out for them this year. Number five, we have Quentin Williams from the Jets. David had him at the three spot. I'm going to have him drop down to the five spot. I like Quentin Williams. I think he's done a lot of good there, and I think he's going to continue to do a lot of good. However, as you pointed out as well, there's a lot of good people in this top five spot, in the top five. And I think above him are people like number four, Dexter Lawrence from the Giants. As much as it kills me to say it, Dexter Lawrence is very good at defensive tackle. Uh, very good at stopping the run. Great with quarterback pressures. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had an all-pro bid this past season, and I expect him to play at a high level again next year. Number three, I have Jeffrey Simmons from the Titans. Uh, this is a guy who surprisingly is still pretty young and is playing at probably his all-time high. Uh, he has multiple Pro Bowls under his belt. And has been a real cornerstone piece for this Titans defense. Uh, and then number two, as we've all said, it's Chris Jones. Uh, and if it wasn't for the guy who's in number one, as we also said, he probably would be the number one guy. This, I mean, he's 28, as David pointed out, only five years in the league. But he, I mean, you you couldn't even tell. This guy plays at an all-time high. He's crazy good. He can do whatever you ask of him. But coming at number one, the freaking nature himself, Aaron Donald, can't be argued. The guy's a freaking animal. I mean, absolutely anything, inside, outside, up the field, rush the passer, stop the run, whatever you need him to do, he can do it all. And he does it at a dominant level. And as we did point out, no, the gap is not enormous anymore. Uh, but one way or another, he is still the best defensive tackle in the ball. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's tough, man. I mean, it, the dude's been a beast since he's come into the league. Uh, I feel like he's always had that one spot from the beginning, which and, is crazy. Yeah, and his man ultimate team card is absolutely insane. I hate playing against him. It's it, it's so broken. It's it just automatically it's breaks against your offensive line no matter what play you have in there. So, mm, so true. That's how, we, that's how we actually rate them. We don't actually rate on who we think the best. We rate on who has the best man ultimate team card. <laughs> Yeah, um, so this up is there actually is, very true. Up there is uh, the 99 Nick Foles Super Bowl MVP card. Ooh, card I had, how was he on catching? How was uh, he catching? actually has less catching than Tom Brady's card. <laughs> well, no, that is some that is some <laughs> cool because we watched Tom Brady's hands slip through that Super Bowl. But that's okay. So before we go any further, David. Nick's coming out. How was the race? Oh, I will say that. Yeah. So I, I wanna no, I don't want a negative shout out here. Look, um, we we were told that the Rays lot six was supposed to be one of the best in like it was right next to the stadium. And there was no one there. Nope. Nobody, nope. nobody there was tailgating. Only Philly fans were. We were handing out free beers 
And these, look, guys, these are these are great. Free. We're gonna do it again tomorrow. They also come in great. Yeah. If you rather have great, you can have those. It's great. All the Philly fans were there. I loved it. And they all came over. And when to take a guess, they had a choice between Miller Light and Yingling. What do you think they chose as their their free beer? Yingling. Oh, obviously Yingling. Easy. Easy Philadelphia. Well, not Philadelphia, but it is Philadelphia beer. And you let's come into your own juice box. And we swept you this week, yeah. too. Looks like the Braves might be doing it too. And David, like your your little hot take last week, uh coming in, they're gonna be double digits. It's gonna be very possible coming into this weekend. Yeah, it was really close. I think right now they're eight and a half ahead of the Marlins. They're eight um, and a half. Yeah. Which again sinks to the Phillies just swept arguably the best team in baseball and they're still 11 years back so yeah but uh hey before we go any farther we didn't do a certified baller because we missed out on monday but david had a deflated baller of the week that i want to oh, hear yeah. from him oh yeah so um we're going to talk about one of the biggest poverty franchises in the major leagues right now so my deflated baller is going to be the new york mets Ooh. they oh, spent great so much money and have the second highest payroll in the league and see themselves at the time that I made this at 19 games behind Atlanta and eight games below 500. They failed to win a single series in the month of June. They lost all their series. Um, I believe they started the month only eight games back, but they are struggling with a highly paid roster. My type was actually says highly laid. Don't know why I put it on there. Uh-oh. But they are a, I mean, probably uh, Berlinger's probably getting highly laid. 100%. Yeah. Um, but uh, they are a poverty franchise, and, and them, and, and I almost put the Padres on there, too. But, I mean, you have that big of a payroll. You have those big of names. You're going to sit there and play, like, absolute garbage. Like, you're fourth place. You're obviously you're in a division that's arguably one of the better ones in baseball. But still, like, with that roster, the talent, and the money they're spending, there's no way you should be that far behind first place. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So we'll, we'll, we're going to leave it out. I love that Mets, they, they just fell off. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually get rid of their head coach or their manager this week or yeah. it's come come forward, like probably in a couple of weeks. They, they have Bochi. Is Bochi there? I think so, yeah. He had, I mean, he did okay last year. Okay, but Mets are always the Mets. And when it no, comes down to Bochi, it. Bochi, I think it's the Marlins. No, I'm not it's sure. Bochi, I don't know. But either way, the Mets always by the end of the year, first, like they start out, they seem like they're going to be an okay team, and then they just tank. They just shit the bed. No, I think Manley's the Marlins. I also want to, I want to give a kudos to Christian. Have you noticed he hasn't said the F word this entire time? Yeah, the only, oh my gosh. Dude, I mean, maybe it's just, maybe we need to have him down five glizzies. I'm starting to think that. I think you guys need to look back at the tape because I think I dropped it one time. Well, we're still PG-13 off of that. That's true. (laughs) But that's going to get us into our hot take, guys. I'm going to go first. Normally, I go last, but my hot take, Damian Lillard would not be a blazer by the end of this week. I really think that uh, what, what I'm seeing out of scoot over there they want him gone dude they want to get a good trade look for Scoot's a three-way trade oh did he just get hurt i didn't get an update on that did he just get yeah hurt? he actually he actually did the game early tonight with shoulder soreness okay dude shoulder surgeon like dude he still has plenty of time christian usually ends the night with back soreness so 
<laughs> I, thought was, I, I thought it was knee soreness, but whatever. Jaw. It's really just full body soreness. The locked jaw by the end of the day. Been gay. Oh, I just I just think I think there's gonna be a crazy trade that's about to happen and I think he's gonna be involved in it. Uh he obviously wants out. Um, but that that's what I have going on. Christian, what you got? Yeah, sticking uh for me with the hot takes, I'm gonna continue in the MLB world. And I think this week we will have another cycle hit inside of the MLB. I just I don't know, man. I'm really Is feeling it this again. Week. Yeah, and maybe it is De La Cruz, maybe it isn't. Maybe oh. it's uh, Trey Turner. He pops up right here this week coming up. But, yeah, right here before the All-Star break, we're going to see somebody have a, uh, have a cycle. Ooh, well, hopefully it's not your cycle, Christian, that starts. Um, and so for, and <laughs> so for my hot take of the week, I'm going to keep it in baseball, but we're going to go All-Star weekend. I'm pretty sure that's next week, so I'm not sure why I had this in my hot take of the week. But um, – we're going to move it to our boy, Randy Rosarena. And I think he's going to win the home run derby easily. Um, now, he isn't favorite to win. Uh, I think Pete Alonzo is the favorite to win right now. Um, I don't like that. Guys, I'm just going to go with because Randy Rosarena is our boy. I don't, I'm unspoken for no, some reason. Not. He's no, we all know who's his boy is. Every boy is his boy. Yeah, oh, that's true. But yeah, that's true. But at least Nick knows who my boy is. What is Corbin it? Corbin, 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 Carroll, uh, baby. Corbin Carroll. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but everybody, everybody doesn't know I have a personal love, personal, personal love for Bryson Stott. That's my actual baby. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's your actual baby. Um, I just realized this, I forgot to do it, guys. Uh, this is off the fly. It's my turn to do bet of the week. You mean on the fly? Yeah, it's no, just, it's, yeah off. it's on the fly. No, it's on. The, I know it's on the fly. Um, <laughs> this is actually a, the, the my bet of the week. Oh boy, is, it better be good. The Guardians are going to be in first place by the end of this weekend. Um, How many are they back right now? They are only they were a half a game back. No, they were one game back. They're one game back. Um, but the Guardians, the Guardians are playing the Royals this weekend, and the Twins are playing the Orioles this weekend. The Orioles, and I just, I think, I think they're going to take it. I think it's finally going to happen. I think they're going to end up taking it. Uh, he took five earlier, so yeah, he did. So we'll, we'll see. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that's. Sorry, Christian. I, for some reason, we're just oh, attacking you. God. You know, I it's know. because it's because he's not here. It's because Christian's the throat goat. Ooh. Dude, I mean, I am, but I'm taking this title away. Christian's my certified baller. <laughs> <laughs> certified Don't to me. the ballers. <laughs> so, guys, we're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a little different this week. We're gonna end it right. We got dubs and chugs. Uh, I know David likes to do his homework, so I'll help him out with uh, I mean, pitching. Didn't do my homework. I've been driving for about eight hours. Yeah, I stuck at Arby's. So we're gonna do. We're gonna do five games, five games for Saturday, and then four games for Sunday, just to keep it going. So, first game Saturday is the Cubs versus the Yankees. Uh, I'll throw this out here: the Cubs are throwing Smiley, and the Yankees are throwing Cole. Okay. You want me to start here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this one I feel like is 
pretty easy for me. Um, I like the Cubs to win here, so give me the Yankees, baby. I hate that you do that. Um, Cole has been Cole has just been pitching amazingly this year. He's eight and two has a two point seven eight ERA right now. Um, I had now I said the Cubs are going to somehow win that division right now. Not looking that way. They've fell pretty hard since I said that, but I think the Yankees are going to win this yep. pretty easily. I feel like the Cubs had a horrendous week last they had week. a very very bad really week. bad week um it happens man it's the curse whenever we speak they got, just, sweat, they got swept by the phillies and then so i gotta go with the yankees too i mean you call on the mound it's it's kind of hard to argue, can't that argue one. i mean it's he, you can but he's gonna go out there and have a great great performance and they're at home it's just gonna happen next game we have pirates versus diamondbacks and Pirates have Keller on the mound. Diamondbacks have yet to put their pitcher out there, so it sounds like it might be a bullpen game. Well, you know what? If the Diamondbacks went into, they could pitch Corbin Carroll, and they still would freaking win. Give me the Diamondbacks. I don't think they're going to be pitching Corbin Carroll, but I feel like Keller's like the only good pitcher the Pirates have. Um, and so I'm actually going to pick the Pirates to beat the Diamondbacks in this one. Give me the Pirates. Um, I think I think it's a bullpen game for the Diamondbacks. I I, I think the Pirates get it done. And like David said, Keller's nine and four this year. He's gonna get it done on the road. What's you about my boy Pirates, Steve? <laughs> like going into our next game, we got the Mariners versus the Astros. The Mariners are pitching Wu, and the Astros are pitching Valdez. Louis stroking right now. His beard. I'm going to go with the Mariners. That's an interesting pick. Um, now, looking at it here, it says Wu is 1-1 one one with a 4.08 ERA. I'm assuming he hasn't pitched that much this season. Valdez is a stud. Now, keep in mind, the Mariners are now only like a game back of third place in the division. I said the Angels would fall apart and a couple episodes ago, and they are falling apart physically. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> But I think I'm going to have Valdez this one. He's 76 to 2.49 ERA, so I'll pick the Astros. Yeah, uh, it's crazy that he's 7 and 6 and he's pitching a 2.49 ERA. That is so bad. I feel bad. Yeah, well, you know, we've seen it. We've seen it in Philly sports. The Astros are going to get it done at home. I I just don't think. I just don't think it's going to uh, be a chance. I think Astros, it's going to be a low-scoring game, but they're going to get it done. Going to our next game is going to be the Cardinals versus the White Sox. And Cardinals are, is pitching Nicholas. A mustache. Ooh, the fire mustache. And White Sox haven't posted who they're pitching yet. Who's the first team? Who who's the White Sox playing? Cardinal oh, Cardinals are playing. Oh, okay. I'll just say, I'll take the Cardinals. Take the Cardinals. Yeah. Um obviously weird. You know, I feel like Christian usually a fan of White Sox. Um you have Nicholas, <laughs> you have Nicholas over there. He's a decent pitcher, but I'm gonna take the Sox at home. Yeah. I think uh the White Sox are gonna come out and, and take that game at home. I just I don't think I don't think uh Cardinals can get it done. Cardinals they aren't they're not that good, but the White Sox aren't that good either. So just give me the home team. Uh last game on Saturday, we have the Rockies versus the Giants. And again, Rockies are throwing Seabold, and the Giants have yet to put out their starter. 
I'll take the Giants. Yeah, I'm with the Giants. Rockies haven't put, I mean, even if they haven't put out yet, I know how that is. Uh, the Giants are going to win this one at home against the Rockies. So I've been pretty rocky this year. Yeah, David doesn't put out. Um, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and go with the Rockies taking one in San Fran for that game. Going into Sunday, we have the Royals versus the Guardians. And the Royals haven't put their starter out, and the Guardians are throwing a Bieber. Ooh, Justin. Just because your uh, your hot take, Nick, was the Guardians are in the first place, I'm going to go with the Royals. Okay. I'm not going to pick the Royals. They have Justin Bieber, Mr. Baby himself on the mound. Obviously, it's Shane Bieber. Um, but we're going to say that Bieber is going to win this one against the Royals. Baby, baby, baby. Ooh, give me the Bieber. Guardians take this one at home. Our no, next game. And I picked this game on purpose because of David. You pick every game on purpose, don't you? No. Reds versus Brewers. Oh. I'm Reds. sorry. I'm sorry, Dad. Love the Reds. Reds haven't put their starter out yet. Oh, Brewers are throwing Miley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take the Reds, dude. The Red since they brought up Eladella Cruz, the Reds are 21 and 7. Unreal. Yeah, so, but I'm going to pick the Brewers here. Brewers are home against them. I believe the Reds lost today 7-3. Yes. to three. Um, I think Wade Miley on the mound. I think the Brewers win this one. Nice. So you just locked in the Reds to win for me. I love that. Thank you, David. Every time he picks them, it's bound to happen. He's going to end up getting one right, right? It's bound to happen. This is the time it happens. Uh, Reds have been, they've been real hot. I just think they're, they're going to they're going to lose this one in Milwaukee. Next game, Orioles versus Twins. <clears throat> and oh. Orioles are pitching Gibson, and the Twins mm. are pitching Ryan. And What's not Ryan's ERA? What's Ryan's ERA? 3.42. Yeah, I'll take the Twins. I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to pick the Twins there. Ryan's been having a great year this year, um, and so I'm going to pick the Twins to win this one. See, if it wasn't for my bet of the week, maybe. But give me the Orioles. I think they're going to get this series done over there in Minnesota. <clears throat> going into what arguably should be the best game and series of the week. Braves versus Rays. You want me to tell you who's on the mound? You can. I think it's going to help. We got uh, Braves are pitching Elder, and the Rays are pitching Eflin. It's going to be a good game. So yeah. Elder, if you don't know, Elder is at seven one to two point four five, and then Eflin's nine four to three point two four. Good for both of them, but uh, I don't know. I don't think the Rays are as good as we once thought. I think the Braves might be the best team in ball, and I'm going to take the Braves. I mean, if only people would have listened to me a couple of weeks ago when I was telling you the number one team in baseball were the Braves. Um, you know, this is going to be a great pitching duel. You know, we saw a great pitching duel between Nolan Eflin when we went there. Philly's got the upper hand there. Um, they're playing at Tropicana, but I'm going to go with the Braves here as well. Yeah, Braves have slumped after losing two out of three to the Royals. And then getting swept by the Phillies. They just lost against the Braves. Um, Braves are hot. Best team in baseball by far right now. 
Uh, give me the Braves taking yeah. it on Sunday. It's really tough. I mean, they need a slump buster, and we all know that slump busters bust slumps. So <laughs> that's so true. Oh, I love it. All right, so this one hits home literally. The tiebreaker game is Phillies. <laughs> tiebreaker game is Phillies versus Marlins. Nola's on the mound and Lazardo is on the mound. All right. So you figure right, I'm going to take the Phillies to win, but you figure Nola's going to probably go scoreless through four, then go up four in the fifth, and then scoreless through the sixth. I'm going to take the Phillies to win six to four. Yeah, um, I'm kind of glad he didn't make this our, the Saturday game because I could not sit there and stress while watching the game in person. I and, wanted to. And, I thought about it. Um, Nola pitched a great – he allowed one home run in the last game we watched him play. Um, he's always bound to let up a home run. But um, you also have Lazardo who's 7-5. Oh, this is a tough one because I want to pick the Phillies. They've been hot on the road. They have, have not lost a road game. I, I, mean, I, don't know if they, I don't know how they did today. Um, I know they were losing. They haven't lost they a road won. game. They won today? They did. So they haven't they lost it. They haven't dude, lost dude, a run. Patchy, hit a, Patchy hit a two-run home run in the top of yep. the ninth to put us up one run. Yeah, I was driving, so I didn't get to watch it. But, I mean, the, the Phillies have not sick. lost a home game in, like, the last 14 games now. Game. Yeah. Um, sorry, a away game. But I think that may enter the last game of the week. I'll say the Marlins are going to win this one. I'll go 5-4. Yeah, I wanted to pick this game solely on the fact that if the Phillies sweep, they're in second place in the division. Um, Which I told you, by the way. Yeah, it didn't update for me. I thought I was still three and a half. But yeah, they're what? A one and a half back now? One and a so half back right now. This, this could be it. Um, a sweep gonna, puts you also to minimal second in the wild card spot. And if the Dodgers drop a game, you go to the one. Yeah, Nola. Nola's starting to pitch a little better. And we were at the game when he pitched in Tampa. I said it from the beginning. I said, just watch. He's going to give up at least a home run. He gave up only one. And I think Wander Franco hit the home run. He did. Which, again, biggest snub in the All-Stars. I, I still don't understand how he didn't make it. I don't get it. Castellanos was the biggest snub. Well, yeah. I mean, he at least made the reserves. Franco didn't make the reserves. Yeah, Franco yeah, just – he, he might be on there now, though, with all, all the injuries. With all the injuries. Yeah, um, Franco made it. Oh, his Travis injuries. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to have the Phillies winning – I think they're winning 5-3. So, but I picked this game. We're going to the game tomorrow. Again, we're going to go at the home place parking garage and we're going to be handing out some koozies and some free beers. We're going to do some trivia. We're going to have some I fun. Need Miami trivia, which is pretty, pretty, I feel like it'll be a lot easier than Tampa Bay trivia. Ooh, Miami. Ooh. But as always, guys, it's been a pleasure. Quick tune in. Quick Christian, quick Miami trivia. Who is Finkel? Tell your mother, you know what? Pinkle is Ihorn and Ihorn is Pinkle. <laughs> there we go. To you, the we bring, I love the it. I love it. By David but as always, it's a pleasure. We'll see you guys next week. Glizzy Goblin next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Highlight taking pockets, we're taking over the scene. We drop dubs and chugs, live in the sports dream. From hot takes to deep dive, it's a winning regime. Come join the hype, we're not just blowing steam. 